This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on Old Dan. And uh, I praise the Lord for each one of you folks who hear the Old Trailblazer broadcast. And I know we have listeners all over the world now on the Internet, and I'd love to hear from some of you folks over there in, in uh, Switzerland and Germany and North Island and in, uh, in Saipan and, and Japan and China. And I know, know we're over there. You can listen. I know we are. And uh, you folks there in the Philippine Islands, there in, uh, in Honolulu, and uh, on Maui, there on the island of Maui, and on the big island, you folks, we get letters from missionaries over there and also from Kenya. I meant in our last study to give you a thought that the Lord had given me. I brought a message on the tithe, the Lord's tithe. And one of the thoughts that came to me was the scriptures say for us to go ye into all of the world and preach the gospel. And that was the instructions the Lord gave. And I thought about this, and I brought it to the attention of my congregation the other night. That's why we give. That's why we support this ministry or other good ministries, is so that the gospel can go out to all the ends of the earth. And if you're not doing that, my friend, are you robbing God? Let me just, let me just take a minute or two here to probe your heart. Are you robbing God? Here you are with a good job, a good home, a fine, fine family, and prosperous now even in these a hard time and you robbing god the scripture says will a man rob god and i know we off our subject today i know that we'll get back on it in a minute but i just want to probe your heart did you know it's a joy to turn in god's money what a joy it is to come into the chapel every sunday morning with your tithing envelope all made out at home and put it in the basket knowing knowing realizing that it's going to preach the gospel I tell folks here, and I tell you, if you're coming down to the evening shadows of life like I am, make out your will and leave some of your estate or all of it to the old Trailblazer broadcast, and we'll put that money to work uh, preaching the gospel. And when you, if you're a saved individual, if you know the Lord, when you're up there rejoicing in the Lord and, and worshiping the Lord in heaven, your money will be down here preaching the gospel. And wouldn't that be grace? Isn't that a gracious thought? Isn't that, isn't that a gracious thought, my friend? Instead of, instead of leave it to some ungodly child, I told a friend of mine not long ago, I, I knew him, I knew his family, and I told him, I said, before the dirt sinks in on your grave, your family will be spent all that you have left them on riotous living, drinking, and homongering, and fornicating, and dope. I did. I told him that. And I said, why not leave it? to where it'll be doing somebody some good. I know we have people have had over the years philanthropists who have endowed colleges and all of those things. But my friend, how much greater it would be to, to make sure the gospel. We've had folks do that. I had a, a letter from an individual the other day said their dad had died and left part of his estate to radio missions. And as soon as the estate was settled, they'd send me a check for it. Small estate, she said. But my friend, that's what the Lord, that's how the Lord raises up folks here to give. In our last study, we were looking there at the man as a priest of the home, and we had read a portion of Ephesians 5. And let's go back and finish reading that. In the latter part of that verse, it says, For no man yet ever hated his own flesh. Talking about how that we love. But nourish and cherish it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause... Shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Now, that's, that's what the Lord uh, ordained, my friend. We don't have much of that today, do we? 
Oh, no, listen. This is a great mystery, he says, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Now, my friend, we don't have much of that, do we? No, we don't have much of that. I, I, I love to see a man and wife getting along good and having a family, raised them maybe. Now they're, now they're uh, uh, what we call uh, empty nesters. The children are all gone, and they're, they have their, you know, th- things. As a rule, things get better in our later life if we've been frugal with our, with our finances and, and have been faithful unto the Lord, and the Lord has blessed us. And now we're able to, to uh, I, I like to say it in, this, in our fall and spring, sit out on the front porch and high back rocker and rock a little bit. I'd like to see folks doing that. The old trailblazer don't do it because I'm out preaching the gospel. But I do like to come home in the evening and uh, sit out there and, and just enjoy what the Lord has done for me, my friend. It's not because of what I, I did. The Lord gave me talent back there many years ago to run a business and operate a business and successfully and make some money and, and put some of it aside and invest it to where I have a good, uh, a comfortable income. I don't take a salary from radio mission and I praise the Lord for that. And I have folks even criticize me for saying that, but it's true. No, I had one man wrote me, said, uh, call me old fool, said I ought to start preaching John three sixteen and quit taking these people's money. Well, I don't, I don't take their money. And, uh, and I do preach John 3, 16, 17, 18, and 19. Oh, but my friend, I wrote him back and I told him, I said, you don't know me. But my friend, I don't take this money. And the Lord has blessed me. And I praise the Lord for it. But as I said, we come down to the evening shadows of life. As a rule, if you've been frugal and uh, now comfortably have a nice home, I have and comfortable living and uh, yet able to support this ministry. And I praise the Lord for it. So I asked you to think about that. Just think with me about it. Would you do that? Uh, think with me. What what you going to do? What's what's going to happen to your estate when you die? You going to let federal government have it? I see now where they're wanting a bunch of it if you have any kind of money at all. But listen, let's go back to our study. We were looking there at the man, head of the home, and looking at the man as a priest of the home. Here we have set forth in this verse that we just read there in Ephesians, Christ and the church. As Christ loved the church, you know what the church is, my friend? It's not the building down there on the corner. I've seen little towns out there, and especially up in North Alabama. I've seen this little town I went through with a couple of them, and they had four churches, one on each corner. It was a one red light town that had four churches. It had the Hardshell Baptist, Free Will Baptist, Missionary Baptist, and some other church on the other corner. And they're, all of their hopes was to have the high steeple. I know those things. I know what I know what pride is. I know those things. And then you see those folks on television now with thirty thousand members. Oh, my friend, what a what an ego trip for the pastor. Ah, listen, listen. I had a I had a black man call me not long ago from up in Missouri somewhere, and he said, Trailblazer. He said, I'm a I'm a I'm a black sovereign grace preacher. And I thought that was unusual. And I said, is that true? How many members do you have? He said, I got 14, brother. I said, well, if you had 500, I'd say you probably didn't have nothing. My folks, the truth is not the truth. Folks don't want the truth. They want to be entertained. That's what we have. These big churches with all those members and they have television screen, uh, big movie screens all around 
where the preacher's showing all on all four sides of the building, dancing and skipping around. But listen, the church is a called out group of folks. It's not the big church on the corner. It's not the cathedral. It's not high, te- high steeple. No. But listen, I don't, listen now. As Christ gave himself for his church, so the husband is to give himself for his wife. I don't believe that a wife that's worth anything at all would mind bowing in submission to a man, her husband, who would love her as Christ loves his church. Let me make that statement again, my friend. I don't believe that a wife that's worth anything at all would mind bowing in submission to her husband who would love her as Christ loves the church. If she does respond to that, she ought to not be a let live. Now, that's one thing that should be settled before we get married. Now, we're going to talk about that a little later, that you love one another. The reason so many marriages are breaking up today is because there's not that great foundation of heartfelt love one for another. You know what the greatest reason now for marriages is lust. Not love, lust. Oh, my friend, the old trailblazers are so discouraged oftentimes. Listen, just a little flirtation of lust. As I've often said, the average marriage today that I see many times is nothing but legalized adultery, and that's all it is. It's not based on love, not based on a foundation principle of building a home and bringing up a family, just based on lust. As one man told me, well, if she doesn't suit me, I'll get another one. Now, I know that. I know that. I know that, my friend. But listen, we're living in that day, in those perilous times, and I know what, what our young people coming up see. They see in the, in the magazines, the television, the newspaper. Uh, I, they see the uh, lust. They see all of that. And uh, I know out in the, in the college world, I know what goes on out there in those young classes. And uh, a young man told me one day that, uh, that the girls now proposition the boys at the college. Oh, my friend, how far have we drifted? How far have we gone? And that's, that's who our young men find out there to marry. And that's who our young girls find out there to marry is that crowd that's, uh, that's uh, thinking about partying and beer drinking and, and, uh, and lust and, and all fornication and all of those things. My friend, you say, well, Trailblazer, you just, you just all worked up and all. I am. I am. I'm, I'm disturbed, my friend. It grieves my heart. Someone that has three or four husbands, three or four wives, and, and through children after three or four men and women, but my friend, the old trailblazer, sometimes I want to throw up my hands and quit, but I can't. I can't. The Lord told me, go ahead, go on, preach the gospel, be instant in season and out of season. What is the gospel, folks? It's the good news that Christ died for sinners. You in one of those situations, ask the Lord to clear you up and clean you up and go back home and make your, make your home a, a heaven there and tell your wife, you, you get over that stuff. The, the, the Lord's able to save you no matter how rotten you've been, brother, sister, no matter how you've laid out and fornicated and how long you've, how, how you've dope, smoked dope and all, it doesn't matter. You come to the Lord confessing those sin, taking the blame. That's what repentance is, taking the blame. I'm sorry. The Lord, don't, don't tell me. I don't want to hear your problems. I wouldn't have one of those confessionals for nothing in the world to hear those things, would you? No, sir. But my friend, the Lord's ear is always open to hear you. And I know I'm running out of time, but we're going to talk about this in our next service or two. 
and we're going to keep on keeping on till the Lord comes or either the Lord uh, calls me home, one or the other. Whatever comes first. I told someone the other day, a man told me, said, oh, pastor, you're going to live 20 more years. I said, I hope not. I hope not. But my friend, would you pray for me? I, I need the Lord's I need the Lord's grace. I need much much strength and wisdom to go on. I don't know how to preach. I maybe make you mad, making you mad. I don't want to. I just want to be true to you, my friend. I want you to think about your soul, where it's going to spend eternity, my friend. Would you do that for me today and then call me and write me? My phone number is area code 225-664-8658. And my mailing address, Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you and pray for me. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.